Let's go to our Bibles in the book of Matthew 13, from verse 24 to 30. From verse 24. The Bible says, can you read the Bible for me over there? Read the scripture. <laughs> All right. The Bible says, another parable he put forth to them saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. My message today is preservation. Preemptive preservation. Somebody say preemptive preservation. The word preemptive is in advance, before, before. We do something before a problem, before a trouble, or before anything bad has happened. So we are dealing with preemptively handling issues and situations before they happen. So we are dealing with preemptive preservation. What do I mean? We don't have to preserve when there's already trouble. We must preserve before trouble comes. Somebody say amen. amen. If you're following, raise up a hand and say amen. amen. In the middle ground, if you're following, raise up a hand and say amen. amen. In the overflow miracle tent, raise up a hand if you're following and say amen. amen. What about here? Raise up a hand and say amen. amen. Praise be to God. Now, when we deal with preemptive preservation, we are dealing with, we don't want a problem to come, and then we should preserve you. This is to preserve you in advance before trouble comes. Let me say this to you. So many Christians, they are living in a comfort zone. So many Christians are living as if nothing is happening around them. But there's so much happening around you. So much happening around you. And today, we must preserve you and protect you from any upcoming trouble that it must not happen in the name of Jesus. Now watch this. The Bible says the kingdom of God is like a man. Another parable he put forth to them saying the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed. What type of seed did he sow? Good seed or bad seed? It's good seed. Now, but there's a problem over here. It's like a man who sowed good seed. Verse 25, the Bible says, but while men slept, while men what? Yes. I can't hear you. While men what? Yes. While did what? Men? Yes. While men slept. Every time the devil, if he wants to do something on you, he makes you to sleep. 
You may have your eyes open, but you're sleeping. The Bible says, while men slept. But while men slept, his enemy, who? Who, 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 who? Who came over here? While men slept, his enemy came and sowed tears among the wheat and went his way. Do you understand the enemy? He comes and sows another weed in the farm where there's already good seed. While the man is sleeping, the enemy brought a new seed, a different seed. Tales. <laughs> Why? And when he did that, he walked away. So that when you wake up, you want to know who did this to you. Even now, you don't even know who is causing all these problems in your life. You don't know what's going on with your family. You just have no any idea of what's going on with your business. You're highly educated. Some of you, you have got all plans on paper. You got a job. You got a big project. But now for the project to finalize, there's a problem. Now the Bible says, this man had a good seed planted in a field. But when he slept... The moment he slept, another person who was his enemy came into some field and put a different type of seed which must disturb the original seed. Can you imagine? God had put a good seed in you. But it seems the enemy when you were sleeping has brought a different seed. Now watch this. So the Bible says, but while man slept, his enemy came, saw tears among the wheat, and went his way. 26. But when the grain had sprouted and produced a crop, then the tears also appeared. Tears, they look exactly like wheat. Are you hearing me? You want difference yet? You may actually think it's a good seed and to harvest time. When they are producing seed, that's when you're going to see that this one was not wheat. This one was not wheat. They look exactly. That's what is happening right now. You are not differentiating whether it's a blessing, whether it's a miracle or not. Things have just appeared in your life. Whether you must do it or not. Now watch this. The Bible says, but when the grain had sprouted and produced a crop, then the tears also appear. Now, simple question. When are they appearing? Can someone ask me, when are they appearing? Go, give me back the scripture. When, when are they appearing? During what? Harvest time, right? 
But when were they planted? Huh? When were they planted? It seems this congregation is not, is not like the miracle ground congregation. Miracle ground. When were they planted? So they were planted. You are right. They were planted when they were also planting the other seeds. And they were planted when people were what? Sleeping. But when did they appear? After how many months? So many months. Now, your problem which you are dealing with right now is appearing now. But it's not planted now. There must be a time when your problem was planted. I want to go to that time. I feel like I'm talking to somebody right here. You may have a situation in a moment. You may have some ups and downs. But hear me very well. There must be a moment where wrong seeds were planted. Healing me. Say, prophet, I'm healing you very well. I've seen my bishop over there. Bishop Gilbert. A wonderful man. God bless you for coming here and for showing a wonderful support. You're a great man. Tell your neighbor, when were, when were these seeds sown in your life? When were they sown? When were these seeds planted? Who sowed them? The Bible says, who sorted them? Yeah. And the Bible says, when were they sold? When were they sold in your life? <laughs> when were these seeds? When were they sold? you find out there was a period where these seeds were what? They were sown. And that period, somebody was what? Somebody was sleeping. Now, you are blaming everybody around you. It's my uncle, it's my cousin, it's my manager, it's my boss, it's my girlfriend, it's my husband, it's Wait a minute. That seed was planted when you were sleeping. What happened with the good seed? In fact, there was a contract you won. Before you knew it, there is another seed disturbing your contract. What happened with that job you got? What happened with the breakthrough you received? Before you know it, something unpleasant. It's going on with your life. And you're like, but I had this miracle. I had this blessing. I had this breakthrough. It seems something is going on wrong. Let me tell you, something really is going on wrong. Because there was a blessing, yes. But a new seed has been planted. I was talking to somebody who is a musician. 
He was like, I've been doing music and everything began well. I don't know. I will produce an album and things will begin well. But at the end of it, I don't understand it. I said, there's a new seed each time you produce an album. There's a new seed the enemy plants. That seed must be uprooted today. Tell your neighbor, we must pray before trouble. So watch and pray. Now speak louder, speak louder, speak louder. Watch and pray. This is so amazing. Right now, let's go on with scripture. Now the Bible here also continues saying, So the servants of the owner came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have tears? Ask your neighbor this question. Didn't you receive a prophetic declaration by Major One? So what's going on with your life? After a good seed was planted, after I said you will never be broke, <laughs> a new seed was planted, Imagine after confessing, you will never be broke. I will never be broke. After here, just go out. You are planting another, yourself, a bad one. Nothing is moving in my life. You are planting. I have said things will, will now open. You will now, with your own mouth, close them. Somebody, a wicked man, when you are sleeping in your house, in fact, you are praying in the blanket. Father, <laughs> when you were sleeping, somebody at home, they hate you for no reason. Any person in this room, you have got a person who hates you without a reason. You think everybody loves you. You are wrong. In fact, a minimum of six people hates you. They have a problem with everything about you. They have got a problem with your hairstyle. They have a problem how you talk. They have a problem how you walk. They got a problem with you for no reasons. And you don't know what declarations they say behind the scene. You know, in your house, you're sleeping. Right in the house, like... She will never, she, you will see, she will, she will never, she will never be happy. And you see this being planted. The devil is not silly. People think the devil is for, so foolish. I heard somebody was like, you foolish devil. The devil is not foolish. He's very intelligent. That's why he catches you all the time. Tell your neighbor, are you hearing this message? Ask your neighbor, are you hearing this message? What, what are they saying? Now, let me tell you something. There are so many things 
so many good things which God has planted in your life. Hear me. There are so many good things which God has planted in your life. But the enemy is also planting his own seed. This is why every time he got a miracle, when there is a blessing, there are always challenges. If you don't hear this message today, the enemy that is about to hit you is still doing push-ups. Tell your neighbor, if you don't hear this message today, the enemy that is about to plant wrong seeds in your life is still doing some push-ups. Preparing. Hear me. Just hear this. God has planted a seed in you. My water is this other seed that is appearing in your life. A seed of faith. You got faith. But where is the seed of depression coming from? You are a child of God. You got faith. Where is the seed of water coming from? Thinking too much depression and, and having all this discovery. Where is this other seed coming from? Where did it come from? All of a sudden, you are so worried. You don't know what to do anymore. Where is this seed coming from? Ladies and gentlemen, you must be very, very careful. Because when you are sleeping, the enemy is planting things. All of a sudden, you are so worried about your life, about your future. All of a sudden, why are you a child of God? Then we are God's children because we got faith. We don't live by what we see. We live by what we believe on. All of a sudden, you don't feel anymore the same burden, the same desire to preach like before. What's going on? You are prayerful. You can't feel the prayer anymore like the way you used to. There's a wrong seed being planted. Now watch what he said. He said, let's go to the scripture. He said, so the servants of the owner came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have tears? 28. He said to them, An enemy has done this. There were financial blessings, breakthroughs. What's happening now? We can't see those blessings anymore. No money coming in your life. No more business going on. No more, your, no more peace in the house. What has happened? He says, the enemy has done this. Your enemy could be a demon. A certain spirit could be assigned to destroy you. When there's a human being, when there's a spirit, but it's an enemy. The Bible says the enemy has done this. Tell your neighbor, whatever is happening in your life, 
an enemy has done this. Say it again, say it again, say it again. He said, an enemy. Oh, business deal. Wonderful business. You look at, wow, if this business goes on, wow. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, things are delaying, going wrong. What's going on? What's happening? An enemy has done this. Oh, now go back to the scripture. The Bible says, the Bible says, and he said, an enemy has, wait, 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 wait. An enemy has. Is this past tense or present tense? The word has. Is it present or past? Wow. Any statement calling the word has. It is telling you of an event occurring. If it's, if, if, if it's past, it won't say has. There will be no mention of a has. It will be did. The enemy did this. The word has done is what? It is a past participle tense. <laughs> According to English, it is a past participle tense. The enemy has done. It has done. It is explaining of an event that has just occurred. Explaining the subject done. Now, understand this, right? This man is saying the enemy has done this, trying to tell you that this thing has just happened. But in a real sense, the enemy, he didn't just do it that time. He was not supposed to say he has done it. He was supposed to say the enemy did. According to the owner, this is an event that has just taken place. According to you, it's a problem that has just happened. Right now, what is happening in your life? You are looking at your problem as a past participle tense. You are looking at it to say, oh, wow, um, uh, I'm going through this problem. It just happened now. But let me tell you something. There was a seed which was planted. Some of you, it was planted 1,000 years ago in your family. What you are passing through, it is a duplicate. 
Because your child also will face the same problem. It is inherited. It is a passed on problem. According to you, it's happening now. But according to what I'm seeing in the spirit, it's a wrong seed which was planted by the enemy long time ago. You as a child or a descendant, you are just in the day of harvest. You see, my, my, main, my main problem here is what the devil does. He will leave you to grow. He will leave you to grow. And appear when you're about to harvest a blessing. Did you hear that? When you're about to what? Imagine after working for, for, for a long time, planning this project, planning this deal, or doing whatever. The moment you're about to harvest, that's where the enemy is appearing. But the secret is, he's not appearing in that time. He was planted long time ago. Ladies and gentlemen, all your problems you are seeing today are not appearing now. They are appearing because your harvest is due. There's something big you're about to harvest. That's why you are seeing all these problems coming ahead of you. But the actual says, your problem was planted way before. I told you of a man who I delivered from, um, uh, he, was, he was a gay. Now, I was in America, my first visit to New York City. I went there for other programs. And when I was there, I just decided, let me greet people in New York. And I didn't know anybody over there. So I made a post on my Facebook page to say, I am in New York City. And a person who is willing to come and say hello can do so. Now, and we went at the reception with my team and we booked a small boardroom. I thought maybe 70 people will come and I'll greet them and I'll pray with them. Jerusalem. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the police department had to intervene. They say you can't have a program here. There's so many people. Ma- I just mentioned the name of the hotel that they can come there. The, the, the hotel had phone calls like they have never seen it before. Cars were coming, we had to change for the venue, and we booked another place. A bigger venue, which they do for conferences. I'm like, oh my God, it was a greeting, the greeting turned into a conference. And I'm telling you, within two hours, the conference hall was full. And they began to reverse people. Don't come, don't come, don't come. I'm like, I just came here for a greeting. I, I know nobody in this city. So I went there, and the first man I met, I looked at a man, and this man, he is a man, but he looks like a woman. Before I continue, tell your, your neighbor, the problems you are seeing now, we are planted away long ago. What you are seeing now, neighbor? Strategically, it was planted way back just to appear in the season of harvest. So, neighbor, if you have a problem now, 
just know a harvest is right here. Now watch this. How many are hearing the message? How many are following? How many are following? Now listen to this. Now, I look at this man. The man looks like a woman, but he's a man. In fact, I thought he's a woman. I said, you know, and he's standing there, and I'm praying for people. Right? So there was an usher behind there, a male usher. And I removed that male usher, and I called for a female usher, thinking he's a what? He's a woman, yet he was what? I'm like, how are you? I'm fine. I said, I said, wow. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Why should I pray for you? The man said, I want to be delivered. I want to be delivered. I'm a gay. I want to be delivered. I have gone to all deliverance places. To all men of God in Africa, in Europe, in Asia. But I am still having this problem. And I don't want to be a gay. That caught my attention. I moved six steps backwards. And I began to scan the man. Using what I call prophetic code. Where you use the source of fear. <laughs> In this code, we use anything. And I began to look at the man. And I began to decode his history. And the Holy Spirit took me back to 1982. I said, your problem began in 1982. The man said, no, I was born in 1983. I said, wait, nobody edits me when I'm prophesying. I said, I stayed nine months in my mother's womb just to prophesy. Prophesy. I said, sir, you were born in 1983, yes. But your mother became pregnant in 1982 on 11th of October. He's looking at me. I said, sir, in your family, you are six. He said, yes. I said, you are the last born. He said, yes. I said, sir, all of you in your family are boys. He said, yes. I said, that's where your problem came from. I said, when your mother was pregnant of you, she said, this child will be a girl. She went to the hospital, and the doctor said, it's a boy. And your mother rejected it, refused it. And he said, this one is a girl. 
Your mother went on to buy clothes for a girl. Your mother had a baby shower for a girl. There was a party organized. A girl is coming. Yet your mother knew you were a boy. I said, from that moment, a seed of a girl was planted in you. You were born in 1983. When you were growing up, you never played with boys or your friends. Were you what? Girls. Did I even finish? The man tears were here. He said, that is 100% true. And then he was speaking with a U.S. tongue. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You, you, you. Oh, my God. Papa. You are right. Papa. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh I feel you, prophet. I feel you. Are you right? You right. Oh, my God. How do you know this? And then I also changed the time, like, you know what I'm talking about, I'm saying, you know. <laughs> God, God, deliver you, I'm saying, you know what I mean? <laughs> now watch this, and this is what the Lord said to me. He said, for this mass deliverance, take him back to his mother's womb. I said, sir, your problem is you will never be delivered. There's no solution. If I don't do this, I said, stand here. And he stood there. I said, I spiritually, I enter in the realm of the spirit. I take you in the spirit realm back to 1982. I take you to a place in Oklahoma. He said, yes, my parents were living in Oklahoma. And I was born in Oklahoma. I said, I take you there. I said, I reverse every statement which your mother was born. I said, right now I am in 1982 with you. I have taken you back into this year. I said, now I reverse. I cancel. Disrupt. I break. I paralyze. I said, I rearrange every word that was spoken that you were a woman. I reverse it. I go to 1983 before you were born. I reverse. I put you back in your mother's womb. I cancel. The time I was talking like that, this man began to scream. He began to scream like a certain animal I don't know. He began to move. He began, ushers, six ushers were holding the man and the man was just pushing hands. And they were all failing to hold the man. It was a strong deliverance because a wrong seed was planted before he was born. When he grew up, when he was 26, he became a gay. But what people were seeing was not planted at that time. What people were seeing was planted before he was born. Are you, are you understanding what I'm trying to say? What we are seeing in your life, the struggles you are facing now, the problems and challenges you are facing right now are not planted now. There was a moment of sleeping. I don't know when, but the enemy 
they did this. By the time I was finishing, the man was vomiting. By the time I was finishing, the man was on the floor delivering. I said, you are free. Now watch this. A year later, I went back to New York City for a conference. And I saw the man coming to me in a wonderful suit, and, and he was part of the protocol. And he said, do you remember me? I said, no. I said, no, sir. He said, I'm the man who delivered. Ladies and gentlemen, this man now was looking like a man. That was in 2016. That was in 2016. In 2017, December, the man got married. What we are dealing with you, with you the issues you are, you are trying to stop and you can't stop them. There is a moment they were planted. You are struggling with some certain things. And, and he wanted them to stop and you can't just stop them. They were planted a long time ago. I was speaking to the stewards yesterday. There was a lady who, uh, let me give this example of a man first. One of my leaders in the church, I was praying, I was in a prayer closet. Now, when I was praying, I was praying for this particular leader. As I was praying for this leader, because I normally pray for my leaders, my stewards and all my pastors and, and all people who are helping me to do the ministry. I pray for them. Now, when I was praying, when I was praying, the Lord posed me on this particular person. So I paused. When I paused, the Lord said to me, he said, this man, he has a problem. And his problem it's not what he told you, that he wants, he applied for funds. He has a project, and he wants his project to go through. But some funds were being held in Switzerland. So he wanted his funds to be released, and these funds were not being released. He's a leader. He's actually here in the church, and I'm talking. Now, when I was praying, the Lord said to me, pause a moment. So I paused. He said, his problem is not fans, but he has a problem of masturbation. This man masturbates two times every day. And, and God said to me, each time this man masturbates, he makes a demon to feel pregnant. Each time, this man masturbates. There's a spirit, a woman, that becomes pregnant. And this spirit eventually gives birth to a demon that comes into his life to make things go wrong. That's how bad masturbation is. Now, I said, okay. So I took my phone and I called the man. I said, you are my leader. But hear me, there's something you are struggling with. He said, prophesy, Papa. I said, do you have any weakness you're having? He said, no. 
You know, all my leaders, if you ask them, they'll say no. All of them. They say, do you have any weakness? No, 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 no. I, I'm okay. I said, do you have any weakness? And that's why I don't talk to them. Because when you are a prophet and you have got people around you, there are three groups. There are those who look at you as their prophet. And they serve you as they're serving a prophet. There are those who look at you as their boss. All right? And there are those people who look at you as their friend. So when you are a prophet, you look at them. And you, you know who is looking at you as a prophet. Who is looking at you as a friend. And who is looking at you as their boss. So you also address them the way they look at you. This is why one of my, one of my, one of my son came to me and said, like, eh, Prophet, is it possible to hide in the spirit? I said, I said, what do you mean? He said, he said, I've been praying to God that you must not be seeing what I do. I said, wait. I said, you are so, 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 so foolish and stupid. In fact, the day you're going to pray that prayer again, it will be a day that I'm supposed to see whether there will be an accident against you or not. And it will be like I'm hiding in the spirit and you will die. I said, you hide in the spirit. I said, who can hide before God? Who can hide before God? Who? The guy was like, I've been praying that you don't see me in the spirit. I said, okay. I said, it's true. I, I don't see nothing about you. God heard your prayer. And I don't want to be seeing anything about you. Because if you feel like I, I don't have to see things you're doing, then you don't need a prophet to see things that you're doing. And I said to him, I said, you see, I'm a boss to you. So let's continue relating ourselves from that level. Sir, yes, sir, yes. Do this, yes, sir. You do, you go. <laughs> I pay you, you finish. And keep on hiding in the spirit. No, 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 no. I don't want to be hiding. I said, no. In fact, I mentioned your name. On on a water pipe. I went on the sink four months ago because I saw your behavior. There are people who, when I see them ha having an attitude of looking at me as a boss or thinking I don't see what they do, I go on a sink and I open the water and I mention their name and I wash my hands. Because I don't want anything if it happens to you. I don't want to be responsible. Because the Bible says every person will be what? Accountable for everything that God has given us. If God brought you here, whatever will happen to you, I'll be responsible. So I'm very, very, very careful. So I opened the water. I, I normally do that almost every week.
I open with warm water. And I wash my hands. I say, God, this person is in church, yes, but I know this person. I wash my hands. Whatever will happen to this person, I am not responsible. <laughs> when I see the person changing the attitude, having a revelation again, I go back on that water. Hear me. I'm telling you nothing but the truth. What I'm saying, heaven knows. Prof That's why Pilate washed his hands to say, whosoever will kill Jesus. I am not what? Yes. Prophetically in the Bible, they were washing their hands as a sign that I am not responsible. So, no problem. If I see a person misbehaving, and, and, and you'll be like, I, I don't think the prophet knows. Yes, I know nothing because I washed my hands on you. You can now enjoy, do whatever you want to do. I don't want even to see anything about you. Stay like that. Because the prophet washed. This is why among my people, there are those who I call and tell them what God is saying. There are those I speak to them what God is saying. And there are those I don't say anything. And when a prophet is near you and is saying nothing, you must be very worried. Very, very, very worried. I say, prophet, speak to me. At least go and talk to him. Speak to me. It must be him saying not enough. Uh -huh. So, are you here? Are you here? Now, watch this. So, tell your neighbor, what you are facing today, say it again, what you are facing today, it is not a real problem. Your real problem happened a long time ago. Clap your hands for Jesus Christ of future. I said, clap your hands for Jesus. Now, imagine, imagine this man. He's in the farm. All this time, he didn't even know he was taking care of what tomorrow will give him a problem. I want you to sit down and think, where did my problem come from? Prophet, pray for me. That's wrong. It's like the bank wants to repossess my everything. Let me tell you, your problem is not starting now with the bank. Look, before, before the bank coming to repossess everything, the devil repossessed your boyfriend. How many things has the devil taken from you? Now you're telling me the bank wants to repossess. This is not a real problem. There is a seed we must deal with. Yeah. 
Now, how do we do this seed? How do we deal with this seed? Leviticus 2 verse 13. The Bible says, read it for me. And every offering of your grain offering, you shall season with salt. You shall not allow the salt of the covenant of your God to be lacking from your grain offering. With all your offerings, you shall offer salt. Wait. Are you seeing a statement called grain? Are you seeing a statement called grain? Now the Bible says, in your grain offering, you must season that grain with his salt. In the book of Matthews, we find a problem that when this man was planting seeds, he did not season them with his salt. Wait a moment. The Bible says, for every grain offering that you'll be able to give, you must season it with his salt. The one in the book of Matthews, the one who planted, and later found out that there are some tears in the field, did not season his seed with his salt. Why? Because every statement of salt, scientifically, deals with issues of preservation. There are 40 verses in the Bible talking about salt. Now, who has sought here? Who has sought? I, I told you bring a little bit of salt because I want to preserve something. I want to preserve your company. <laughs> I want to preserve your family. I'm about to finish. You remember the assignment of today? How long is it? Watch this. The Bible says every grain offering must be seasoned with what? Because what must be planted, there must not be anything to be planted alone. When I look at you with the great futures and destinies, what's happening? It's not what you are supposed to be. It's not what we are supposed to see. We can't see the harvest, because there are so many seeds which are not harvest growing around you. But today, we are seasoning every seed which God is going to plant in you today. I receive. We're going to go back to history oh, yes. and uproot every wrong seed planted in your life. Oh, yes. God said to Jeremiah, I have given you power to plant and to uproot. Every 
every seed which is not planted by God, we are uprooting it right now in the I name of Jesus. We are uprooting it right now I receive. in the name of Jesus. I receive. Now watch this. Ask yourself this question. The things happening around me, are they from God? Who planted them? And where, where are you? Many Christians are in a comfort zone. You are sleeping. It's not the time to sleep. You must wake up and pray. Before trouble comes, preemptively offer the prayer. Preemptively, you must be a prayer warrior. Before the enemy strikes, strike the enemy. Before the enemy invades, invade the enemy. Oh, yes. Somebody shout, yes. Yes. Somebody put your hands together for Jesus. Hear me. We need to proactively engage in prayer. Let me tell you. I have to be honest with you. There is a wrong seed which we must uproot, which was planted at a certain time in your life. Whatever your challenge is, there is a time where a wrong seed was planted. And today, we must uproot that seed in the name of Jesus. Tell your neighbor next to you, we must uproot that seed now. Say it again, say it again, say it again. Say it again, say it again, say it again. Say after me, every seed, every seed of sickness, of sickness, must be uprooted today. Must be uprooted today. Every seed of poverty, every seed of poverty, must be uprooted today. Must be uprooted today. Every seed of failure, every seed of failure, must be uprooted today. Must be uprooted today. Every seed of delay, every seed of delay, must be uprooted today. Must be uprooted today. Every seed of falling spiritually, every seed of falling spiritually, must be uprooted today. Must be uprooted today. Every seed affecting my marriage, every seed affecting my marriage, must be uprooted today. Must be uprooted today. Every wrong seed in my life, every wrong seed in my life, must be uprooted today. Must be uprooted today. You must not just talk it. I want you to confess with the faith. I want you to declare it. Every seed that is not of God in my life must be uprooted. We are dealing with uprooting. Watch what the Bible says. Matthew 13. Go back to verse 27. What did he say? Verse 27 of Matthew 13. What did he say? I want you to look at this um, uh, statement very very well. So all the servants of the owner came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in the field? How then does it have tares? And he said, the enemy has done this. Verse 28, quickly. He said to them, an enemy has done this. The servant said to him, do you want us then to go and gather them up? But he said, no. Lest while you gather up the tares, you also uproot the wheat with them. We must be very, very careful. When we are removing the, the wrong things, we may end up removing the good things. 
The problem here is there was no preemptiveness. They waited for trouble to come. There is already trouble now. You slept. There is already trouble now. You are a child of God, a Christian, born again, filled with the Holy Spirit. But there's a trouble now. So what must we do? We must handle the trouble as it is. Let us leave it. But, but, but what? Now the Bible here says in verse uh, 30, let both grow together until the harvest. And at that time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, first gather together the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them. But gather the wheat into my barn. Today, we want to gather first every wrong plant in your life. The Bible says, gather them first and do what with them? Bind them. The problem is people just gather them. We must bind them. Every seed that is not of God in your life, I bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. I receive. The Bible says, gather them, bind them. I don't think how you're praying, all the things that are happening around you, they're from God. There are some things that are not from God. But today, I bind them in the name of Jesus. I bind them in the name of Jesus. I bind them in the name of Jesus. I gather them together. I bind them in the name of Jesus. Say after me, we are binding every wrong plant in my life. We are binding every wrong plant in my life. We are binding every wrong plant in my business. We are binding every wrong plant in my business. Every wrong plant in my spiritual life. Every wrong plant in my spiritual life. I bind you now. I bind you now. Say, I command the fire of the Holy Ghost. I command the fire of the Holy Ghost. To consume every wrong plant. To consume every wrong plant. In my life. In my life. In my career. In my career. In my ministry. In my ministry. In the name of Jesus. 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 Now, when you check into uh, the same chapter, Leviticus 2.13, right? When you check in Leviticus 2.13, Leviticus 2.13, in King James' version, the Bible says, And every oblation of the meat offering shall thou season with the salt. Neither shall thou suffer the sword of the covenant of thy God to be lacking from thy meat offering. My God. My God. The Bible is telling us of a covenant of sort. Wait a minute. Why is sort mentioned in Old Testament and then in the New Testament? There's something here. Hear me. Whether you like it or not, whether you believe or you don't believe it, there is one thing you never run away from. Even Jesus acknowledged about this sort covenant. Well, I'm going to give you this, the scripture just now. But before we go there, we're going to go to Second Chronicles. 
Go to 2 Chronicles. 13 verse 5. The Bible says what? Now, give me, give me good news translation. And then we go to good news translation. All right, all right, all right. Now, don't you know that the Lord, the God of Israel, made an unbreakable covenant? Now, you're going to go back to King James Version. I want you to see the covenant which is there. It's what? This covenant is what? Now, go back to King James Version. Ought you not know that the Lord God of Israel gave the kingdom over Israel to David forever, even to him and to his sons, by a covenant of salt. Why? The Bible says, by a covenant of salt, when Jesus was born, out of all the people, he said he's a seed of David. All people called him son of David. Why? Because the only kingdom which until today in Israel that is existing is the kingdom of David. There were great kings in Israel. When we went to Israel last time, his grave, where he was buried, his coffin, is still there until today. They respect David more than any other king in Israel. Do you know why? Because of the covenant of sort. He made his kingdom preserved. So that any person who was great, who came after him, he was called a son of David. His kingdom was preserved. Other kingdoms, they are no longer there. 3,000 years later, Jesus was born. Any great thing he does, they are connecting it with David. Do you know why? His kingdom was preserved because of the covenant of salt. In the book of Mark chapter 9, Jesus Christ comes again and makes some statements. Verse 50. Mark 9 verse 50. One, two, three, go read. Salt is good. Wait, who is saying first? Who is talking over there? Jesus himself. This is Jesus himself. One, two, three, go read. Salt is good. But if the salt have lost his saltiness, uh -huh. wherewith will you season it? Now wait, give me NIV. NIV. One, two, three, go read. Salt is good, but if it loses its saltiness, how can you make it salty again? Now, stop there. Now, look at me. Jesus says salt is good, but if salt loses its saltiness, how can it be salt again? Now, let's go to Luke chapter 5, verse 13. Quickly. Luke 5, 13. Matthews, Matthews. 
Let's start with the book of Matthew 5.13. Matthew 5.13. Let us first of all find out who is this salt. One, two, three, go read. You are the salt of the earth. You are the salt of the earth. So who is salt? Who is the salt here? Now, if you are the salt that Jesus is talking about, raise up your hand. Now, are you agreeing, right? Now, let's go back to Mark 9, verse 50. Mark 9, verse 50. What is the Bible saying? Salt is good. But if the salt have lost his saltiness, now what? Is the Bible there using its or his? Wait a moment. Is the Bible using its saltiness or his saltiness? Now, who is being mentioned there? Now, so if the Bible says you are the salt of the world, then Jesus is saying, you are good, but if you lose your saltiness, how can you be salty again? Salt is what gives taste to the food. You are the one who gives taste to everything around you. Some of you, you are the salt in your family. You are a breadwinner in the family. Some of you, without you, things won't move in your family. But right now, you have lost everything. You have lost your saltiness. Your company has lost its saltiness. Your spiritual life has lost its saltiness. Your body, your health has lost its saltiness. Now, Jesus is saying, how can you gain salt again? Wait. Now, he's giving an answer on that verse. He's telling you how. Now, salt is good, but if the salt have lost his saltiness, wherewith would you season it? Then he's telling you the answer. How you can season it again? Now, go back to King James, uh, to uh, NIV. Now, I want you to see, to, to, to see there. Salt is good, but if it loses its saltiness, how can you make it salt again? Have salt in yourselves. Now, I thought you were talking about the salt. Then you are saying have salt in yourselves. Does that make sense? Answer me. Does that make sense? The Bible says salt is good. But if salt loses its saltiness, how can it be salt again? Then he's saying have salt in yourselves. So who is he talking about here? Who is he talking about? Me. Now he's saying, if you lose your saltiness, how can you be sought again? Then he's saying, for you to be sorted again, you must have salt in yourselves. So there's a solution. Have salt in yourselves. Now, wait a moment. The Bible says, do not sow a seed. Without seasoning it with what? With a salt. Now, simple question. God says, you are the seed of Abraham. Mm -mm. In the Bible, in Leviticus, it says, do not offer an offering of a grain without seasoning it with a salt. Now, in Romans 12, verse 1. Now, quickly. Romans 12, verse 1. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. 
There is an amazing statement there. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. So, who is a sacrifice? Who is a sacrifice? It is you. You must offer your body a living sacrifice. You must offer your body a living sacrifice. Now, go back. Go back to Leviticus. Go back to Leviticus. Chapter 2, verse 13. Leviticus. says what? And every oblation of thy meat offering shall thou season with the salt. Neither shall thou suffer the salt of the covenant of thy God to be lacking from thy meat offering. Now, in NIV, the Bible says, season all your grain offerings with the salt. So you are the grain, you are the seed, and you are an offering. You are the sacrifice. Now, the Bible says you must season yourself with the salt of the covenant of your God out of your grain offering and sought to all your offerings. Why? Because God knows there are things that will begin to appear as you have blessings, as you are moving with your spiritual life. Things from nowhere. You were praying, you were enjoying Christ, from nowhere you're compromising. From nowhere your career is going down. Your company is shutting. As we speak, you don't have a company anymore. It's just a paper in the house. As we speak, there is nothing substantial you can point with your finger because it was, yes, a good idea. It was, yes, a good seed. But something was planted with it. This is why we must, first of all, bind every tear. We must bind every wrong seed. Oh yes. We must bind every wrong plantation. Oh yes. We must put it on fire. Oh yes. So that what is good can start manifesting in your oh, life. Oh yes. Somebody say yes. Yes. Bring it on, Major. Now watch this. Every wrong seed in your life must be uprooted. We must bind it and cast it into the fire. Ladies and gentlemen, if you hear this message today with your spiritual ears, you'll find out that what you are seeing now, the tears you are seeing now, they didn't come now. They were planted when you were, when you were not aware, when you were not understanding what was going on. What is happening today is not a solution to deal with it now. We must go back to where they were planted and uproot and gather them together and bind them and cast them on the fire and season you with the salt. Are you hearing me, somebody? Oh, yes, Major. The Bible says, how can you be sorted again? It says, by having salt in yourselves. It is possible. You lost your saltiness, but today you'll be seasoned again. Somebody say, yes. Yes. I can tell you so many examples in the Bible of men who were sorted and lost their sortiness and they became sorted again. Can you, I remind you of Peter, a man who denied Jesus three times. And after denying Jesus, he abandoned his faith 
he rejected his apostleship and went into the sea and began to fish. He said, I don't want to do anything to do with Christianity. But Jesus followed him right there and made him sorte again. Can I remind you of a man called Samson? Can I remind you of a man called Samson? This man, they cut off his hair, removed his hair, and they thought they were done with him. But they didn't know that the man would become sorte again. Can I remind you of yourself? The enemy has removed everything from you. Oh, yes. While the enemy doesn't know, oh, yes. you can become sorte again. Come on, somebody put your hands together for Jesus. Tell your neighbor, I am, I am a sword. I am a sword. I can become seasoned again. I become seasoned again. The issue here is not about giving you sword again. That's not our main point. Our main point is we're always preemptive. We don't want to lose the sortiness. Whatever blessing is coming on your way, we don't want to lose it. Once I do this, I'm seeing a, a woman at the back, at the back there, you, you're wearing a white trouser with some, some lines. Sile. At the back there, in a white, white, white trouser. Sile. Bring it on, Major. Prince Prophet. I'm building up the world. All around my city. Before the enemy comes. My walls already tall. Mm. I'm building up the wall. Oh.
Oh, the enemy comes. 